This episode of At The Bar is recorded on the lands of the Ghana people and we pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. I'm Jane Gretch and welcome to At The Bar, a podcast about running a dance studio, the highs, the lows and everything in between. As a dance studio owner, business coach, leadership expert, and the founder and author of Dance Step, a dance student teacher education program, my mission is to educate, encourage, and empower all I serve. Each week, I'll share a mixture of solo episodes and interviews, sharing ideas, hopefully making you smile, and reminding you that you are not alone. So, what are we waiting for? Join me at the bar. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the bar. Miss Jane here. Good to have your company as always. Today, I'm unpacking a question that was in my Facebook group, which is called The Collective for Dance Studio Owners. And you can consider this your invite if you are not already part of our group. Um, you do need to be a dance studio owner. <laughs> Um, but yeah, hop on over to the collective for dance studio owners. You'll find it in Facebook groups. The question was around how do you deal with the lack of acknowledgement to you, the dance studio owner? Let me set the scene. It's been a wonderful performance. You've put your heart and soul into it, not just recently, but pretty well since the curtain went down on the previous year's performance. You've thought of the theme, you've helped select the music, you've probably spent hours editing the music. You've helped select the costumes, if not done all of them, sized the kids, picked the backdrops, written the program, done the running order, yada, yada, yada. I'm preaching to the converted here. You know what I'm talking about, right? And at the end of it, Everyone around you gets thanked. They got flowers for being a great teacher. They're asking to have their photo taken. They're, um, you know, being cuddled galore by kids and proud parents. But you, you're just over there, left feeling a little bit unappreciative, uh, maybe a bit resentful, possibly a little annoyed. I reckon. If you're a dance studio owner, if you haven't had that exact scenario, good. But if you've had similar feelings, like, hold on, everyone around me seems to be being thanked and I'm just over here. Over here, what about me? Just sit with how that felt at the time and how you responded. It can be hurtful. There's no two ways about it. Some people, it will not bother them at all. This is the most wonderful part of working with humans. We are all different. And so for some people, it's not a problem. They, they don't, they're like, no, I know what I contributed. I'm happy. But for others who do really thrive, I guess, off um, some kind of acknowledgement, it can be a hard pill to swallow. I guess the first thing I would say 
when responding to this question, and we we had some really beautiful, insightful responses um, in the Facebook group to the original poster. There were actually two questions um, pretty close together about um, this very, very similar in, in, I guess, subject matter. And the one thing I would say is, first of all, know your love language. So check out... Um, love languages there's a book um, a website have a look at it do the quiz if you're that interested um, this is great for your relationships but also your working environment but also just getting to know yourself um, and I'm constantly banging on about self-awareness we know Jane we know um, but if you know that your love language is words of appreciation then you will know that when somebody says something nice about you, you stand a little bit taller and it feels good. But your love language um, might be uh, different to perhaps your partner's. So that that's how you prefer to receive that kind of feedback. But their kind of default position and um, for men, I, I'm just going to really be very generalist here. I, I, I don't love doing that. But um, for my husband and quite a few of my friends' husbands, their love language, the way they show love is called acts of service. It's the little things like putting, you know, taking your car down to the local supermarket to get a loaf of bread, noticing there's not much petrol in there, and filling it up so that you don't have to. And that's the kind of thing my husband does for me. So when I get in the morning, in the car in the morning, and I think, oh, I've got to get to the petrol station, there it is, full as a gook, smiling back at me. And I think, oh, good on you, mate. I love you too. But if I didn't know that that's the way he operated and I was over here just kind of waiting for my words of affirmation, I might be a little disappointed. <laughs> I might be a little bit disappointed because my husband's gorgeous, but he's not like coming in every afternoon after he gets home from work and being like, gee, Jane, I love the way you have wiped down this kitchen bench and, right, and, and pointing out all of the things that I've done. So that's the first thing. We can't change others, by the way. So just, uh, you know, we know this. It's If you've ever tried to change something about yourself, you will know um, that's really hard. And so what makes you think making a change in somebody else is going to be easier? It's going to be harder. So that's the first thing. The second thing um, is, I guess, just doing a little bit of work on why maybe you might need that acknowledgement. Some people would say to me, oh, well, I don't need it. It's just that everybody else is getting it and it feels unfair. Mm, I think if we were to continue to scratch that itch, we'd find that maybe you do need it. And to a point, that's okay. We, we, I, I for a long time, definitely did need, I was going to say others' approval, but really affirmation. I wanted to be told how clever I was. I wanted to be told how great the show was because I'd put my heart and soul into it. Um, but again, we can't change other people's behaviour. And I think sometimes 
It's not that people aren't thinking about us. We're just perhaps not as obviously in front of them. And the world's a funny place, you know. We're all sometimes I think it's it's a wonderful place and other times I think oh, we're all just doing the best we can to be vertical <laughs> out in that world, you know, juggling all of these balls and um, sometimes things slip through the cracks and it's not that people don't appreciate you. It's maybe that they're making the assumption that you already know, you know, um, I always have a giggle at the end of the year when I look at my junior dance club teachers. Now, these children, sorry, these teachers teach students between the ages of three and eight, and they walk out that door at the end of the year with, you know, big storage tubs of candles and wine, and that's my love language, um, in fact, candles too, um, chocolates, you know, the works. And me over here, been teaching for 27 years, I sit, I teach 14 years and upwards. I walk out with possibly one of those three packs of Ferrero Rochers. <laughs> and it would be easy for me to say that those families of those students don't appreciate me, that they're but that's not the truth, that they're at a different stage of life. They have expressed to me numerous times over 10 to 15 years for some of those students who are, you know, now 18, numerous times how much they appreciate the work that I have done with their child, both from a dance education point of view and from a personal point of view. Uh, and so... I just have to remember that. And yes, probably when their child was four, they gave me uh, a big present because that probably felt like what was needed. But now I'm guessing they think I know. And how do I know? Because they've continued to pay me <laughs> for a really long time, not forcing them to re-enroll. The fact that they keep coming back is almost the acknowledgement uh, that now that I need, right? But I, there's a whole bunch of reframing there. And for some of you, that's going to work. And for some of you, you're going to go, yep, yeah, but no. Yeah, I, I hear you, Jane, but no, I'm still left feeling annoyed that other people are getting this, that all the teachers are getting this acknowledgement and I'm not. And the worst part about that too is also you're all acknowledging them, you know, that I um every year I spend a lot of money on Christmas presents for my my team and I get a few back but not nearly as many as I give out. It's just one of the kind of uh, I often refer to the thorny crown of leadership. It's just one of the parts of the thorny crown of leadership. Um a little bit like the thorny crown of motherhood, you know. <laughs> always looking out for others and then at the end of the day going, hey, what about me? What about me? Um, I think also being aware of how you're feeling prior to the experience is important too. So I know that if I'm feeling a little bit fatigued or um, physically unwell, 
or I am at a certain point in my cycle, my hormone cycle, that I am a little bit more sensitive to these kind of things. And so if something happened that left me feeling a little bit envious, perhaps of my staff, and that I wasn't feeling like I was being valued, I might look at my calendar (laughs) or my flow app that gently reminds me maybe my period's in seven days. And I'd go, ah, probably being a little bit sensitive. I'm not saying to dismiss things entirely, but I definitely have noticed for me, and I am the only person I can speak about with great authority, um, that that definitely shows up. (laughs) So when that happens, I'm like, all right, I might be exaggerating this. What's happening in front of me and the story I'm telling myself, they might not match. And that might be because of what's going on in my body. And that's okay. I will just stop at the shop on the way home and get me myself a Kit Kat and I'll be right. And I guess the final um, little thought that I've had when I was reflecting on this is, I'm not great at this myself, but hey, I never think that I'm preaching to you. Please, please, please. I hope you know. Um, I don't, I I just don't want you to put me on a pedestal, mostly because somebody will come and kick me off, right? Somebody will come and kick the the stool and I'll fall off because that's Australia. It's gorgeous. No, I don't want you to put me on a pedestal because that's not where I belong. I, I belong right with you. Like I'm standing beside you. Um, and so I don't have this name. Please know that. Some days, great, fabulous, got no issues. Other days, I've got issues. Um, but what I was going to say is about managing your expectations. And I try not to have expectations now um, because often expectations lead to disappointment. Um And so, yeah, (laughs) I just try to lower my expectations as people remind myself that um, they probably internally are thinking, gee, that was a great concert. I don't know how Jane does that. Um, But they're not going to write me a card or buy me flowers or whatever. That's okay. doesn't mean that they're not thinking something positive of me. So I try and have lower expectations um look it is a little bit of a challenge i'm not going to lie when you do see others perhaps receiving words of acknowledgement or gifts that you feel like maybe should be also coming your way but i also want you to reframe those feelings as a bit of a celebration on you as well for a long time I was the centre of my studio. It all rose and fell with me. And pretty early on, because of necessity, because I I did grow my family at the same time as my studio, I had to share some of that load with others and lean on them. 
And so when my employees were doing well and I could see that they were being thanked and acknowledged by my customers, I really took that as a win because with each of those, um, I guess, little experiences and events, I could see I was moving further away from being the centre or the linchpin of my studio, which is what I wanted. I wanted this business to, yes, have me, I guess, in terms of hierarchy, pulling the strings at the top, but I didn't want to be teaching every class and doing all the things because that's just not the stage of life I was at. And so I did take those little moments as a win, as a pat on the back, you know, uh, again, a one, two, three, good on me, that not only am I able to orchestrate this so that the business is a success, but the people that I have so carefully chosen and even more carefully trained are the right people and they are loved by my customers and because of them, my business is strong and resilient. And I would make sure that if I did need, I guess, a little bit of encouragement, that I sort it out from other places. Um, I know it does feel a bit shitty to have to kind of seek um, affirmation, but if you've got some trusted friends or something like that, that might be um, something you, you could have a chat with them and say, hey, listen, um, at the concert, I don't know whether you've noticed, but I buy everybody a bunch of flowers, you know, or my team, and then the teachers get, sorry, the students get them something, and I'm often left standing empty-handed. I wonder if you could organise something for me. Um, and they'd say, of course, of course I could do that. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe I didn't think of that. They'll throw the hat around, get you a nice bunch of flowers and happy days. So if you do need to call him back up, I know, I know, I know, I know you shouldn't have to, but here we are imposing what we would do on others. And that's another little point, you know, but I would always, I would always write a card to the teacher. I would always do that. Well, guess what? None of us are perfect. We drop the ball. I'd like to think that I've always acknowledged my my own children's school teachers for going above and beyond, which I know they do each and every year. But I also know that probably some years they got a little three-pack of Ferrero Rocher <laughs> because, what? right, probably because I was like right in the middle of giving birth to the end-of-year performance, yeah, and I was like, oh, my God, and, and the school teachers, here, take these. So we we can't kind of hold others to a standard that maybe we wouldn't be able to always hold of ourselves. But even if you did, you can't expect others to behave in exactly the same way as you. Just because you would do something doesn't mean particularly that they would. So anyway, I've kind of, I feel like I've danced around that a little bit. I did have some notes here in front of me and I definitely have... Um, covered them all off. Um, I just hope that helps a little bit. Um, and, you know, if all else fails, book yourself a massage the week after the performance or the week after whatever it is and treat yourself. <laughs> 
And that is definitely something I can say I do, right? And uh, I I look forward to it. I know it's there. I'm not. I, I don't disappoint myself. I book a really nice place. I go. It's really good. I go. Thank you, Jane. You're welcome, Jane. <laughs> um, yeah, but I guess really. If we were to spend an hour in a coaching session, just you and me talking about this, I would push you about the why this was important to you, the feelings that it brought up for you, um, why it changed things for you in terms of uh, needing perhaps this affirmation and, and how you could put some practices in to overcome that need. So that's kind of deep inner work, um, yeah, as well as a few reframes that I've already shared with you. A lot of this is around our mindsets rather than, you know, the not getting the flowers or the not getting the champagne. I think we could all live without the flowers, possibly not the champagne. <laughs> I don't think that's the problem, right? I think it's it's more the mindset issue and, and a heart issue. I'm not going to lie. It's a heart issue. And some of you, some of us have more sensitive hearts than others. And God bless you for that. You know, like I said right back in the beginning, us humans, we're uniquely and wonderfully made. No two of us are the same. And if you have a heart that is a little bit more open to that kind of thing and, and a little bit quicker perhaps to hurt, Maybe, yes, there's some mindset work you can do. Maybe, yes, there's some identity work that you can do. But probably deep at the core of your heart, um, you know, you don't want to change that. So just putting in some practices to maybe build a little bit of cushioning around that heart so that it doesn't hurt so much. Um, I am definitely more sensitive about this kind of stuff than my husband. It's like water of a duck's back for, for him. He, he couldn't give a shit, really, whether you said thank you to him or not, um, in terms of a job that he's done. Um, and, you know, on that, we are doing a job. People have paid us. <laughs> Maybe they're like, yeah, it's your job. Um, yeah. Anyway, I could just sit here and think of new things and and you know chat away for another hour i don't think that's a good idea but i do hope that that has just given you a little bit of things to ruminate on all right my guys so lovely to have your company i do hope that whatever wherever you are all is going well for you and i'll see you next time at the bar bye for now thanks for joining me at the bar to find out more about past episodes or how I can help you grow your own leadership or train student teachers, head to dancestep.com.au. Great leaders create leaders and I'm here to help you be and do both. And please remember to rate and review me on your podcast player of choice. See you next time at The Bar. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production.